Blog Talk Radio. Greetings. You're listening to Divas Diamonds by Queen Diva, and I'm Queen Diva. Welcome to the show. I am so excited about today. Today I have a wonderful woman, a wonderful woman of God, a wonderful woman of God that I've known for over 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Over 10 years. Um, I just love her, just love her to death. Her name is Miss Nanette M. Weeks. Uh, she is the co-founder of Miss Plus World, and she is also an empowerment author. She is a, an award, I'll say multi-award winning pageant coach, and um, she's a dear friend of mine. She's a fellow New Yorker, which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, um, she's a, she, yeah, okay. She's from New York, but she's transplanted to Texas, so we Texans too. You know, we 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 picked that up too. <laughs> right. You know. Um, Good morning. So much. Oh my goodness, so much more to say. But yes, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, uh, Miss Nanette. You know, I have wanted you to be on my show for a while. I haven't been able to schedule you because you're such a busy lady. <laughs> you are so kind, and and I am very proud of you. You are just a, a mover and shaker, and that oh is God. what we need. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you so very much. You know, it's just you just do what you do, especially when you love what you do. You can't help but to keep moving. You just you cannot help but to keep moving. Um. I want to share a little bit more about you to the audience that may not know who you are, and um, I'm going to read a little bit of your bio because it's very impressive. Um, a graduate of the prestigious Educational Institutes of New York University and University of Massachusetts in um, Amherst, um, Nanette holds an undergraduate degree in special education and a graduate degree in educational administration. Um, she is a. Now this is something I did not know about you. A former New York police officer and um, a retired elementary school principal. I did know that. And a renowned pageant coach. Um, I already mentioned that she's the executive. Uh, uh, she's the co-owner, but she's also the executive producer of Miss Plus World Pageant, and a three-time published author. And her newest venture, which we're going to talk about later, which I'm excited to uh, talk to her about, is her own podcast called Let's Get At It. And she discusses the differences between how men and women view and handle relationships. This is really, really awesome. So I'm introducing to some and just presenting to others. Again, Miss Nanette and Weeks, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on my show. Um, this is really, really awesome. Um, the topic that Sonia, we're talking this about today. Oh, thank you. Thank this is you. an honor. Thank you so much. We're going to talk today about are you empowered to win? Are you empowered to win? This is a very, very important and relevant topic. Are you empowered to win? And a lot of people think in terms of competition, but more so it's about just winning in life. Are you empowered to win in life? That is correct. Mm-hmm. And that's really what you do. That's what you do as a pageant coach, as a, as a coach, period. So talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about that. 
okay, are you empowered to win? You know what, Sonia, it has to start from within. I will begin there. And I hear a lot of people talk about being motivated and being inspired. I honestly believe that motivation is something that is intrinsic. If you are empowered to win, intrinsically, you already have that motivation. You're not depending on someone else to give it to you. Well, yes. once you have the motivation, you are then inspired to move forward. And it's interesting that that is a topic because when I competed my last 10 years on the pageant circuit, my platform was empowering youth through spirituality and competition. Mm. And the the spirituality came in because I was working in a public school system, and, of course, there's separation of church and state. So I wasn't allowed to speak to the students about God. And the way I got around that was I would ask them if they believed in a higher power. I didn't say God. And if they did, then I would go on to have conversations with them. And then pleasingly and pleasantly enough, there were quite a few students, particularly in high school, who approached me and had questions Mm. concerning prayers and God and so forth. But anyway, the competition part came into play because I deem life as one huge competition. You can't get away from it. When people say I'm not competitive, most of them, yes, you are, because everything you do in life is a competition. You are competing for a job. You are competing on a sports team, Uh, even Mary Kay. You're selling. You're trying to get that beautiful pink Cadillac. Or you are competing to perform your personal best. Mm. And so are you in it to win it? That's going to depend on you. I believe that everyone does have the power to win, Sonia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can talk about, oh, so much is going on in, in our nation right now and the world, and we can talk about uh, poverty and does one socioeconomic status have a major impact on their ability to win? Mm. I would say yes, it has a major impact, but it will not stifle their ability to win. It doesn't have to because Mm -hmm. a a setback is nothing but the staging for a comeback. Yes. And, you know, if if we teach them to understand the framework of poverty, uh, the the causal effects and the impact and to identify their resource bank, human resources, financial resources, then, yes, they can also win in life. And, and a lot of it has to do with what is your definition of winning. Mm. So I... Uh, became inspired by pageantry a long, 
a long time ago, I'm going to say a good, what, 55 years now. And I was inspired because I was watching Miss America and Miss USA on television, and I never saw anyone who looked like me. Mm -hmm. And, girl, I wanted one of those crowns so badly I could taste it. (laughs) And so (laughs) my mom was a teacher, and she was very, 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 of course, high on education, and she always told us, you can do anything that you put your mind to. My dad was in the Air Force, and we didn't always travel with him. So in my formative years, I was mostly with my mom. Okay. And I recall, Sonia, we moved to West Hampton Beach, New York. And my older brother, Jonathan, tried out for a leading role in the play Charlie Brown. Hmm. Now, we were like specks of pepper among in, in salt, but everyone mm. was very, very nice. Oh, I rehearsed with him. I rehearsed with him. I rehearsed with him. I was only in fourth grade. I had that whole Charlie Brown script memorized. And I remember asking my mom if she thought that Jonathan would get the part. And by then, I was aware of the the differences in sometimes the treatment of races and ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And she Mm -hmm. said, he's going to get it uh, if that is what God intends for him to do. And Mm -hmm. so the day they declared that they, they announced the cast, I ran from the bus. Oh, I was so excited. I had to see my brother and find out. (laughs) <laughs> and I got home sweating, hair out of place. Oh, Did my. you get it? Did you get it? No. And oh. I boohooed. Oh, oh, I was just devastated. Wow. And my mom said, Nanette, sometimes when you lose, you actually win. Hmm. They offered him the part of Snoopy. He was going for Charlie Brown. And hmm. so to, to make a to make a short story long, <laughs> he ended up playing the part. <laughs> he ended up playing the part of Snoopy and actually received more recognition than Charlie Brown. Mm. And I remember walking through the hallways and and children asking me for my autograph because I was my brother's sister. Oh wow! Oh wow! And but he never he did not cry when he didn't get Charlie Brown. He he just stood very confidently. Mm. And so uh, I carried that with me also in my desire to become a Miss America. And a lot of what I did, just to be honest, was based upon my brother's steadfastness, his faith his confidence when he went out for that play when we were in elementary school. And I mm. always felt like I need to stay in the game because I can't let my brother beat me. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is but so yes, interesting. We are in it to win it. And when you were telling the story, all I could see is that your brother was empowered. In his mind, he won the part. 
And whatever part yeah. they gave him, he was going to do the best. This, just as if he was going to be Charlie Brown, he did it for Snoopy. And truth be told, Snoopy is the star of the, the Peanuts game. It's not really Charlie yes. Brown. Charlie <laughs> Brown owns Snoopy. Yes. But really, Snoopy is the star of that cartoon. So he actually got the part that was for him to blossom and um, to excel. So that's a really awesome story. So I could totally see how that can really inspire you to want to compete and win because you saw that confidence in your brother. He wasn't wavered. He didn't shake. He didn't cry. Nothing. He's like, I'm going to do this. So whatever part they give me, I'm going to do it as if I was Charlie Brown or whatever part, I'm going to do this. And that's exactly what it sounds like that's what he did. And, Sonia, I have to say this now, and I'm going to say this in all love and forgiveness, okay? So my older brother became my father figure uh, because my our relationship with my dad was very different. And my father was, Af- he's African-American, he's deceased now. But I don't know, that there were some issues, Sonia, where he always told us that we couldn't win and we wouldn't win. Mm. He always said he didn't want us to compare ourselves to Caucasians. And I remember when I when I first started competing, I wanted him to go to the pageant. He would always say to me, "You are just an ugly little black girl, and you're never going to be as pretty as the rest." And I just I didn't understand that, but I started entering pageants, and I would all I would go to him, "Dad, I won." And he say, and that proves what you're still just an ugly little black girl. And wow. so, I wanted his approval so badly; it never came. Wow! But without having that that support of my dad, I looked to my older brother. And uh, he was at he was at my patience at the beginning until he got burnt out. <laughs> but then, uh, <laughs> but then after uh, <laughs> after he stopped attending, and we we lived in different states too. Uh, he would still he was still very supportive when I told him about competition and. I cannot remember a time when he didn't wish me well. He didn't congratulate me. So my brother had a lot to do with my wins in life. It's interesting when you were saying that, it sounds like you were empowered two different ways. So it sounds like the word empower means the authority or power to do something. And so you were empowered by your brother because of the, the positive words and encouragement that he gave you. But you were also empowered by your dad, by the negativity that he gave you, because you were yes. constantly trying to prove that you could win these pageants and that you were beautiful and that you were worthy to win these titles and to compete among anybody, doesn't matter what race they were, against anyone to get that title. So from the, from the sounds of it, you were empowered by both. But you yes. got one from you got negativity 
negative negative empowerment and there's positive positive empowerment. But it's what you do with it is the most important thing. Yes. And then from the the educational realm, it was my mom. My mom was a fifth grade social studies teacher, and she told us early on, you can live with me as long as you want to and as long as you need to, as long as you go to college. If you don't go to college, you have to move out after you graduate, the day after you graduate from high school. So I thought about that. Hmm. Door number one. Door number two. I'll mm-hmm. take door number one for college. <laughs> <laughs> and Sonia, she was determined that we were going to win in education. You know, in New York, unlike Texas, Texas gets the students receive six report cards, right? Six re- yeah. reporting card mm-hmm. periods. In New York, it was four. Yeah. And if I... <laughs> If I had anything below an A, even if it was a B plus, for the longest, I would be on punishment until the next report card. Oh my! See, that's the perils of being a, a daughter of an educator. That right there yes. is really, really <laughs> tough. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's I used to do that to my daughter. I said, if you can get a B, you can get an A. So I don't want to hear. Nope. If you can get a B, especially a B plus, then you can get that extra point to get that ninety. And then even if you get that ninety, you can get that ninety-five. If you get that ninety-five, you can get that one hundred. So I'm not settling for less. So when you have a a parent who's an educator, oh no, honey, you definitely gonna have it rough. (laughs) Yes. She empowered and, and, you. you know, dad was a, she empowered yes, she you. did because dad was the opposite. Dad was upset. I mean, just upset when we said we were going to college. Mm. He he just said, I, it was almost, how dare you think that you are good enough to do such? And so he discouraged it. And the, I remember he was, he was really verbally uh, and a little physically abusive Mm. when my brother talked about going to med school. And he did not, he wanted him to drop that dream. Jonathan did not do it. And he's a doctor now. Awesome. Awesome. That is so interesting. So, you yes, know, you're I so have, correct. There are negative and positive influences in the game of life. <laughs> yeah. And when yes. you realize that and you, and you know how to channel the negative words plus the positive words, you can reach your goal. You can actually win. You can actually win. It's when you get to, when you get to a point where you start believing the negativity and it distracts you and then halt you from moving forward to winning, that's when the problem comes. But when you just listen to the negativity and said, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to prove you wrong. I know, I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of doing. I know where I'm headed and what I want to achieve. So I hear you, but I'm, I'm not receiving it to, to, to distract me or to stop me. But it is a way of empowerment. It is a way that of empowerment. That is correct. And so, and, and the thing is, that's part of life. Because you can go anywhere, workforce, relationships, 
you know, church, whatever. You're going to get some negative empowerment, and you're going to get some positive empowerment. But it's up to you to know where you stand, because it was five areas that I wanted to touch on. you got to know where you stand okay. spiritually, where you stand emotionally, where you stand in intellectually, financially, and physically in your empowerment. To Amen. If you yes. do not know where you stand in those aspects of your life, and you're not strong and just really, you know, uh, uh, just know for yourself, because that's really the most important thing. You've got to know for yourself where you stand and who you are. When that negative empowerment comes, you got to know how to deal with it. When that positive empowerment comes, you know how to internalize it and fuel you so that you can combat that negative empowerment, because it's going to come, because you're not going to always get positivity come your way. You're not. And, and when you do, you, re- you receive it, and it's so, it's like having um, your favorite food, like maybe your favorite food is pizza, and, um, and you didn't have pizza in a long time, but when you get that pizza, and then cheese is melted yeah. just right, and the sauce is seasoned the way it's supposed to, and you got all your little extras on there, and it just, you know, bite into it, and the cheese is all cheese, it is wonderful. <laughs> look, look, like Ray's Pizza in New York. <laughs> That's right, Ray's Pizza. And I, I used to love yeah. that chicken and broccoli. Oh, my goodness, God bless it. I don't even know if they even exist anymore. But it's the perfect slice. The perfect, it's like the perfect New York, Brooklyn slice of pizza. When you get positive yes, it is. Oh, shoot. That's exactly what it's like. But that ne- don't dismiss the negativity. Yes, we do, impact, we do encounter it. Yes, unfortunately, it is with our family. Unfortunately, it is with our family. But it's how we internalize what's given to us with those words, how we use it in our lives. Do we fuel it? Do we use it as fuel? Or do we use it to bring us down into a hole that we can't get out of? And that's the question that we're facing. Yes. Yes. And that, that spirituality becomes so critical because, there can be times when you feel like you're not moving forward, you're stagnant, and it can be for not just a day or two days. Mm-hmm. It could be for a month. You know, we yeah. aspire to do things and we face rejection. Yeah. So if we don't have that strong spiritual core, we can fall under and not climb back up. But you have to maintain the faith, the spirituality, and know your human resources. Who are your advocates? Who are your supporters? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Your advocates will help you. Uh, they will help you tremendously emotionally. And you have a strong, yes. you know, if you have that person that you know you can go to or those three people. I always say three people because just like in the Bible, Jesus had his three friends. He had, he had John, he had Peter, and he had James. Those were his eight people. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have a three that they should be able to go to. Yeah. No matter what's going on in their world, to keep you empowered and focused and uh, and disciplined. Because without that, you can fall. You can crumble. You can just think the whole world's against you and, and nothing's going to ever happen and it's just, just everything's going to fall. Yeah. But if you have those three to pour into you emotionally and spiritually, and it helps too if they can help financially. <laughs> yeah. 
Because every yes, time in right. the midst of that too, that you, <laughs> you, you know, you never know when that little, you know, $100 hits the cash app, you know, hey, thank you for that, my sister, you know. <laughs> That's right. All those things and, can empower you. Yes. Can totally empower you and to, and to help you to win, help you to win and keep winning. And the emotional component is important, too, because, you know, there's, there are so many people on this earth, and oftentimes we are competing for the same things. And mm-hmm. we have to have the confidence to know that we have what it takes to win, yeah. but the humility to accept it if it's not our turn now, notice how I said not our turn. Turn, yeah. Because That's delay right. is not denial. That's right. It's not denial. And you're absolutely right. A lot of people want it now, now, now. Me, me, me. You know, and they don't realize, yes, you could have it. You can have it. But it might not be your divine time to have it. And you got to know That's when right. that is. You know, you got to know when that is. But then also you got to know what's not for you. You got to know what's not for you. Yes, I ma'am. Know I, can't be, I know that I can't be no brain surgeon. I know that's not for me. Ain't no sense of me trying to be mm-hmm. one because that's not for me. And so you got to know what's not for you and not be foolish and chasing after something that's not for you. But when you know what's for you, if you have that strong spiritual aspect of yourself, you will know when it's your time to shine. You will know it's when your time to win. And there's nothing that anyone can do to stop it or interfere. You know within yourself, oh, I'm winning this. Oh, this is mine. Yeah. I know this is for me. There's yeah. nothing that you could say or say, because I already know. I know it in my whole being, every every in, inch mm-hmm. of my body. It's, I, it's mine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know that. You know that you know that you know that. But when there's times that you don't know, that's when you fall back to the spiritual aspect and say, you know what, Lord, God, higher self that you follow, um, what is for me? What is for me? Because not everybody that listens to my show is Christian, and I, and I recognize that. A lot of people that listen to my show mm-hmm. are Christian. They can be humanists. They can be, you know, fundamentalists. They're all, hey, and whatever it is, whatever it is. But you, everyone must have some spiritual aspect because we're spiritual beings in these mortal bodies. So it's something that you have yes. to connect with. Um, but in saying all of that. And your assets. Yes. I'm sorry. No problem. No problem. Go ahead. Say what you want to say. And we have to also be realistic. And, well, you mentioned it because you said, no, if it's for you, no one is for you, and sometimes it's not. Your assets have to be aligned with your goal in order for you to win. And yeah. what I, and I'll I'll apply this to pageantry. Okay. There are different types of pageants. America has a love affair with size, beauty, and age. Mm-hmm. Originally the pageants were beauty pageants. They were based largely, largely upon physical beauty. And there are mm-hmm. some pageants that are still like that. There's nothing wrong with it. You have Miss USA, you have Miss Universe. Uh, Miss America is is more scholastic. But 
there is a brand, even if they don't come out and say it, there is a particular brand of girl, of lady that they are looking for. So now Mm -hmm. I'll take myself. If I was the size that I am now and I was 22 and I wanted to compete in pageant, then you know, they would consider me to be a little unfortunate looking around the thigh area. Mm. And so I know that I would I would not enter that pageant because I don't have the look. I don't have that brand. But there are so many pageants out there that are able to appreciate the differences, the variances in women and So the women have to align themselves to the brand of that pageant. I don't know, Sonia, if I'm for, you know, I see this, I hear this trend lately where it seems like people want to change a lot. Well, this pageant should do this. This pageant should do that. Let's be inclusive. I understand inclusive to a large extent, Mm -hmm. but there are so many pageants out there to accommodate different people. Listen, The reason we are a beautiful garden is because the Lord created us all differently. We're unique. And so we all don't have to fit into the same thing. We're not clones. This is an invasion of the body snatchers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and and if if I am horrible at math, just horrible, I've tried, I've, I've been tutored, and everything, well, now I'm, I'm not going to become a math teacher. That's ridiculous. So, yes, you have to know when something is not for you. For you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're running out of time. That 30 minutes went by really fast. <laughs> okay. All right. So just quickly, quickly tell us about your podcast and how people can reach you and your uh, social media handles. Okay, well, my podcast, Let's Get At It, um, slowed down for just a minute. I'm in transition, but yes, I want to really discuss the differences in thinking between men and women, and I reached out to one of my former classmates, uh, Ronald Cabo, who has just a very interesting and enlightened outlook on how men think and how they interact with women. And so I'm I'm going to pick it back up again this coming month in August. And I will put all of that information out there. I'll make sure that you have it, Sonia. And uh, you can look at my at royalqueenmaker.com for the Miss Plus World pageant. All right. And then you can then I can you can email me at Nanette Weeks Queenmaker at gmail dot com. Nanette Weeks Queenmaker at gmail dot com. And I'm on Facebook. But I am so thrilled and appreciative of you having me. Uh you are an inspiration. Oh and I well, am looking you. forward to following all of your wins, Sonia. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's so interesting. I I I, did, I neglected to mention earlier that how I met you was in the pageant system. I actually had competed in the Miss Texas Plus America pageant 
in 2009. Yes. And she was the pageant director and executive producer of the pageant at the time. And um, and I had a lot of fun. I didn't win. I didn't place. Um, but I had a lot of fun, and I learned a lot uh, being in the actual pageant. And it was the most amazing experience of my life. I actually did it as a milestone uh, birthday event. I had turned 40. I had just turned 40. And I had never been in a pageant. I always coached people in pageants. I was always a part of pageants. But I had never actually competed before at that until that time. And so it was really an amazing experience, actually, uh, when I did that um, for Texas. So, um, so, yeah, that's how I met uh, Miss Nanette, and we've been connected ever since. And, um, and I'm so pleased to say, too, that she is going to be um, a Pink Diamond speaker at my Divas Diamond's 10th anniversary, which is coming up August 22nd, and it's going to start at 11 a.m., and we're going to broadcast live, Facebook Live, on my Divas Diamond's page on Facebook. So um, I'll keep announcing that as we get closer to the date, but save the date, August 22nd, and I will have Miss Nanette Weeks. She will be one of our uh, Pink Diamond speakers, and Pink is the acronym is for Possibilities I Now Know. And she, along with Epic Shea and Carrie Rice and um, um, Ramona J. Smith, are all my dearest friends, and they all will be Pink Diamond speakers for August 22nd. So she is actually the last speaker that I am announcing that, uh, that is confirmed to speak and I thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of my virtual conference, Nanette. This really means a lot to me, and I know you're going to share some more wisdom on empowerment on August 22nd. I am excited. It's just <laughs> ecstatic. And before you go, I must say, Sony, you do not look anywhere close to your age. Nowhere oh, close. Goodness. I'm not <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> Well, God bless you. Thank you for that. I have to say it's all in the genes. Let me tell you, my Nana, who's 94, doesn't look it. My mom, who's 66, she does not look it at all. And I was blessed to have those genes as well that I don't look my age. And um, it really is truly a blessing to, to live a long life and to uh, and not look what you've been through. Ooh, glory. That's a whole yeah. other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to bring you back for that one, uh, Miss Bennett. Um, but we're going to close this out. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you again thank for you, being my on dear. the show. And I look forward well, to thank you. Uh, hearing you. Yes, ma'am. I, I look forward to hearing you at the Divas Diamond 10th Anniversary Conference. And it's going to be on uh, I'm sorry, August 22nd, 11 a.m., Divas Diamonds on the Facebook page. And you can contact me if you have any questions at uh, divinevoicesmedia at gmail.com. And, oh, and I have an empowerment challenge going on. And I really would love anybody that's listening to join the empowerment challenge. And all it is is that you just make a video or a post and just say, happy 10th anniversary, Diva Diamonds, continued success, continued success, Queen Diva. And just share with me what empowers you, what encourages you, or what, you know, inspires you, any of those three. And then just post it on social media. And my IG is, is at Diva Diamonds. And my Facebook is at Divas Diamonds. Twitter is Divas underscore Diamonds. And just tag me and let me know so I can share it on my pages 
and we're going to be celebrating that all the way up until August 22nd. So it's the Divas Diamonds 10th Anniversary Challenge. It's the Empowerment Challenge. So we're going to leave, but I'll leave you with these words. Just like a diamond, you shine resplendently. Keep Divas Diamonds close to your heart and know that you are already flawless. I bid you love, I bid you laughter, and I bid you light. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next time. Bye.